with Christian Bodge. On the Mid-North Coast's Hit. A very good morning to you. Welcome to the middle of the week on Hit. Christian Bodge for Harvey Norman Port Macquarie. And uh, Lord Bodge should say that we should have all the imaging changed. All the the opening music things that say our names. Just, all of them. Just because you went and got a Scottish hat... Uh, and you've been wearing it yesterday and today because you went and purchased your own patch of land in the Scotland Highlands, which yep. is not really land if it's one square foot. I'll have you know that I am now technically a lord and you you do know that this is official now. I will be doing this forever and ever and ever. I'll be bringing it up whenever I feel like feeling like a man, <laughs> like a man of importance. I, I got told that it's only officially a lad, not a lord. It's the same thing. It's just how they talk. Oh. Yellow lad. <laughs> it's like when they say, when Hagrid's like, you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> but you would say, you're, you're a, a wizard. wizard. It's like, it's just accents. You're a wizard, Harry. Lard. You're a lad. Lord, lad, lad. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's... You're not a lord in my eyes. Uh, yeah, well, it turns out there's a lot of other people that are lords. So I'm going to get in touch with them, my kin... And um, we're gonna we're gonna you know, form a community. What with your souvenir patch of land? Yep, of lads. <laughs> Are you a lad? Thirteen, twelve, sixteen. Any time, any day. Give us a call. Oh, I can't believe we're gonna be doing this every day. No, no, no. It won't can be every go, day. Can I um, get your deeds? My deeds. Yeah, I've got your deeds. De- your title. Well, I've got my title here. Yeah, I think I'm I might get it framed. Um, go and tamper with Although, it. Although I'll get a solicitor involved. Although, when the postie was delivering it, it said on the bag, said, do not bend. He bent it. <laughs> so my title, my title <laughs> deed's got a big old bunny's ear in the corner, which I wasn't happy with. Oh, it's only uh, going to look better if we burn it, too. No. no it's gonna, I haven't even seen what the land looks like, but we'll look into that Are in the future. Serious? That's a future problem. Wake up. Wake up. Get up with Christian Budge on the Mid-North Coast. Hit FM. Cirque du Soleil, Christy. Cirque du Soleil have gone under. They've announced bankruptcy. Um, obviously, the economic times that we are living in are very tough for a lot of different businesses and organisations, and they are they're kaput. Three and a half thousand jobs gone. It's devastating, and it's it's kind of expected given that obviously uh, their line of work uh, they were out of work for months because they they couldn't perform. They mm. because like every event, it never could go ahead. Well, why they, couldn't they do a Zoom one? <laughs> It's not the same. Have you ever been to a Cirque du Soleil? Oh, you no. just be like, it's like watching it on the TV. You might as well not watch it on YouTube though. or something. Yeah. No, look, have you been to a Cirque du Soleil show? Yeah, I have only once, though. Uh, it was about nine years ago, and I think it was the bug theme. I saw it in Sydney. Oh, right. Yeah, where they were just, it was almost like that Bugs Life sort of. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I recall it. They do a lot of those weird themes. What yeah. was it, What was it like, though? Because I've been to a different one. It was a themed one. Um, a, a, the Beatles love theme, so that was pretty straightforward. But this one sounds like one of their more sort of strange shows. Yeah, I remember lots of green, lots of lights, uh, and and it kind of had a. I, I anticipated something a bit like a circus show, I guess, because of the name, mm. uh, being a little bit uninitiated as to what it was like. And I went, oh, no, it's a bit more acrobatics than yeah. I ever expected. But um, I do recall enjoying it so much. We went with all the girls. It was mum. Uh, my sister and some friends, uh, and yeah, I, I liked how interactive they were with the mm. the crowds, as expected. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it it's just a higher end 
to what you would expect from any form of acrobats or circuses. Yeah, what I like is, is that you, you know Cirque means circus, but Circus of the Sun is what they're called, and they've got that logo with the little sun shape, and mm. it looks... There's, there's a creepy sort of air to everything they do, but it's yeah. really sort of enticing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's a, a weirdness to the makeup. Um, the Beatles one that I went to, uh, the best the best thing for me, apart from all the sort of um, the remastered classics from them and mm. audio you'd never heard before and some uh, clips of them talking with the shadows of the Beatles members, apart from that, from the actual circus aspect, it wasn't the flips and things that I liked. There was a guy walking around like, have you heard of Wee Willy Winky? No. All right, so the old nursery rhyme was Wee Willy Winky runs through the town. Yeah. Willy, Wee Willy Winky in his nightgown or something like that. Basically, he's, this guy's just sort of running around all the sort of the audience yeah. and he's got a little sort of like a little lamp with him, like an oil lamp. Yeah. And he's wearing a nightgown and a nightcap and he's got this sort of circus makeup on and he looks like he's about to go to bed, but his oil lamp, there's like, um, you know that, uh, ice smoke. What is that called? Oh, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's coming out of this tiny little lamp, and it just never stops. I don't know how it works. Whether there's a tube feeding it through dry ice. Dry ice. That's dry it. ice. And it's just everywhere he goes, there's this trail of smoke following him. There's no cords coming out of him, and I'm just like, how is there this much smoke in a tiny little lamp? <laughs> and for the whole show, he's just going around, and he's playing like a a sort of um, a weird role between the audience and the show. Mm. Like everyone else in the show is part of the show, but he's the one that's sort of breaking the fourth wall. So I really enjoyed that. And they do a lot of that sort of strange yeah. stuff. Was there any kind of strange characters that caught your eye in this? There was a lady beetle. A lady and I was a bit creeped out by the lady beetle, which you'd think would be a cute little uh, uh, character in the show. But I don't know. There was something like eerie about the, the lady mm-hmm. beetle. And I wonder if kids went along they'd feel the same they probably fear bugs forever now yeah well you know what i don't think you're wrong i don't think you're wrong at all um but they're they're done now for the time being at least the file for bankruptcy i mean there's been a lot of businesses that have done it and then bounced back somehow well when you file for bankruptcy you've got to not operate for for many years you can't go ahead yeah well that's my understanding don't don't quote me yeah right um so unless they come back uh, with a different name, mm-hmm. it means then that we will never see Cirque du Soleil as it was for yeah. a very long time yet. Yeah. I could be completely wrong, uh, well, but that's my understanding of bankruptcy. Well, from what I saw, they were hoping for um, the shows to return from 2021. I don't know what that means from a business perspective because I, I think if you go bankrupt, it's like, um, oh, God, hey, he's been talking about money. I've never had money. No. I've never had enough money to be bankrupt, Christy. Do you know what I mean? I've never had a wage that is, you know, they might as well feed me like a sort of a peanut paste and then put me in my cage for the night in this place. That's about all I get. <laughs> oh, it's 20 past six on hit. Get up with Christian Bodge on the Mid North Coast's hit. This is going to sound really kind of um, di- different Rude. to. No, it's going to sound different to more opinions um, that would be. What am I trying to say? What Kelly Rowland is, hot. is hotter than Beyonce. Oh, why? She just is. But why? Don't know. She just is. You know who works better? Like, as in works the booty better? I don't care. Because, of course, the bae. Nah. The queen Do you know what? Bae. She's overrated. No, no. In this, in this scenario, I think Kelly Rowland has got, and I, I've seen it, I've seen it on The Voice. I've seen her fire up at Guy Sebastian. and then, Oh, 
They don't like it. It does, you know, does things to me. I like seeing Guy get put in his place. I love Guy, but when he does things and when she gets the, you know, the poops on on with him, um, it it does something to me inside, like something genetic maybe. It's it's chemistry. It's biology. It's all of those things, all the science things. It's probably geography as well. I don't know. Is that science? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not science. It's because she holds her own. She's a very controlling woman. No, she's not not controlling. No, in a a very... She's a powerful woman. That's all it is. Exactly. But although what I find is uh, overrated is definitely her outfits. Oh, I can't don't stand what on her she outfit. wears on Come the on. show. She likes to show the cleavage, and yeah. I get it. Like, if you've got it, rock it. But at the same time, it's like I don't know where to look. I'm a woman, and I'm saying that. If so. you've got, if you got it, flaunt it. And if, yeah, that's only if you want it to be flaunted. <laughs> and she wants it to be flaunted. I look, used to do that when I was younger. I don't anymore. There was, actually, there was a lot of um, a lot of people going. Why does she keep wearing that horrible turquoise dress with the boobs <laughs> with the hanging big out? Flaps on the shoulders. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's because they had, I think they filmed all of the auditions, the blinds. In one day. In the one day, which must have taken hours. Oh, yeah. They probably were there from uh, dusk to well, dawn. You, you're a former TV producer, around. right? Yeah. Tiny little snippets. And you'd know this as well, that you were reminded of this when Dr. Harry came to film at your house. Oh, yeah. You, you were only on telly for seven minutes. Seven minutes is quite a long segment, though, in it's TV a huge world. Segment. That's, a, that's a big segment. But we spent. I reckon it was about seven hours of filming. And yeah. I, in terms of when I used to um, produce travel TV uh, shows in Queensland, uh, for a three-minute segment, we would have to go away with a minimum of one hour's worth of footage. If you got anything less than one hour, the editor would be so cranky going, you haven't shot enough. You haven't shot enough. There's you need a, an hour and a half or yeah. more. If you were shooting 20 minutes worth of footage, you'd have to go away with five hours of vision. Is that true? Yeah. So in terms of the voice, I don't know how they operate. But, I haven't worked on that kind of uh, caliber of uh, TV show. Yeah. Um, I could imagine the the raw tapes would be yeah, yeah. hours and hours and hours. Well, and it's, hours. It's, it's such a weird insight, really, because you, you think to yourself, if I was going to film something, I'd want it just done, just get it done quickly. But I guess there's all those other incidental images um, the the sort of scenery shots to link different set overlay the linking all that vision. Sort of stuff. So for a twenty minute thing, you need five hours. Yeah, like if I was an editor, I'd look at that and go, "Oh, geez." When I've got to edit an interview that we've done, and I go, "Bloody hell, um, we've got a twenty minute interview. I've got to get it down to about three or four minutes." Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's too long for radio, and that's only with the the interviews that we have to pre record because I might say a swear word or many of them. Uh, Kyle Sandlands. <laughs> It's one of those things where uh, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. And with The Voice particularly, they've been sort of criticised about inserting the drama Mm. between Kelly and Mm. Guy. I thought it was real, apparently. And I've seen all these things about how they don't like each other offset. Yeah. But I'm thinking to myself, if that was the case, um, you know, why does Kelly keep coming back to The Voice? Why don't she just bugger off back to America? Well, there was rumours that she might not be coming back. Well, I, they do that every year, and then she comes back every year. Yeah. And now she's got Chris Sebastian, Guy's younger brother, yeah. on her team. That could be a middle finger to him, mm. but I doubt it. Well, Delta keeps coming back. She just celebrated her 150th episode the other day. Yeah, but is she doing anything else? She's been turning <laughs> that chair around for how long? Nine years. Nine years. Must be worth it. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I like Delta. I told you about the time I saw her at the football. Yeah. Didn't even know right. who she was. <laughs> Didn't even know who this woman was. It was at the Central District's grand final uh, somewhere in the early noughties, right? 
and her brother Trent played or plays. I don't know if he still does for Central Districts Footy Club. Mm. This is in the South Australian Football League, and they're in the grand final. And I just happened to turn. I was sitting at the boundary, and I turned, and there's this glamorous woman with this aura about her. And it was back when she had long hair. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The delta we knew and loved. And she had the the red, white, and blue bulldogs beanie on, and she had the scarf on, and I was just like, holy moly. I was looking at her, and my sister, Sarah, said to me, she goes, why don't you just go and ask her for a photo? And I thought it was one of those things that girls say. They go, oh, why don't you just go and take a picture or last longer? And I was like, no, I'm not going to ask her for a photo. That's creepy. And she goes, she probably gets it all the time. I was like, who would go up to someone? And, and then I was, I was just arguing with her for a while, and then she goes, you don't know who she is, do you? And I'm like, no. And she goes, that's Delta Goodrum. I'm like, who's that? And then she goes, you know that album that you hate um, hate us playing at home? I was like, uh, the oh. sad piano music. I love I love it now, like Innocent Eyes. Sure you one. do. Yeah, I do. do love it now. But, um, yeah, she's like, that's her. And I'm like, oh, crap. Did you get the photo in there? No, end? I didn't. I oh. was too nervous. And we lost the game, I'm pretty sure. The Mid-North Coast gets up with Christian Barge. On Hit FM. Hey, you didn't do a pinch and a punch for the first day of the month. Oh, crap. Did you ever do that thing when you're in school? I used to hate it. I would be the first person that would go through going, pinch and punch for the first day of the month. I mean, and I got Didn't punched. you have to do like a turn around and touch the ground sort of yeah. thing as well? I, oh, I don't I, I, I got punched every day of the month, so <laughs> it didn't really, wasn't really a thing for me. Oh, look, but, okay, rather than bringing it down, uh, let's let's bring it up with a, can you stop this music for five seconds? Yeah, I can do that. I just want to play something else okay, that's right. very important. Can you just play it for me? Happy birthday to you. You're probably wondering why is a duck singing happy birthday. Well, happy birthday to my duck, Ducky, my mum. Is that what you call her, <laughs> Ducky? Call my mum, Ducky. It's a long story, but I got sick of when I was a kid being in the shops yelling out mum and every mum would turn around. So it was Mother Duckling. So then only she would know that I was the kid yelling at her so, and then it just kind of shortened to, to Ducky. So happy birthday, Ducky. I know you're 21 today. Ducky. <laughs> happy birthday, Julie. Oh, thank you're going you. going past Caltex. Oh, no. So hang on. Say hello to her. Happy birthday. There's so many Caltexes. Oh, yeah, no, Cal- no, I said that because I thought, hang on a second, <laughs> should I tell everyone where? No, no, do it. Uh, she'd love this. Uh, Mum, uh, you're going to cop it. Uh, if you're going to the, the industrial area in Port Macquarie, Go along Jindalee Road there. Go to the Caltex. You'll see the blonde lady behind the counter. It's her birthday today. Can you please say happy birthday, Ducky? Yeah. She's going to love gonna, it. She's going to hate you for this. Caltex Industrial Area in Port Macquarie and Jindalee Road. Go there now. So you've got you've got nicknames for both your parents. Oh, yeah. Dad's Chicken. Why is he chicken and um, why is she ducky? Why well, animals? It seems like a common theme. No, it was a, when I first got my licence, Dad sent me off to like a charcoal chicken to get um, some coleslaw <laughs> chips <laughs> and a chicken. And um, it was to feed the whole family. And I came back after the lady at the counter said, which size chicken? I said, oh, well, there's five of us. You've got to feed the whole family. She only gave me a quarter chicken, not a whole chicken. And I came back and Dad's like, you got the goddamn wrong chicken. <laughs> and so since then, we've called each other chicken. Oh, my God. Well, do you know, I think you can't be alone in that. You can't be alone in that. You've got a nickname for your mum and your dad. Mm. My mum, I just call her by her first name. And that's to irritate her. She hates being called Jillian. <laughs> 
It's oh. always it's Jill or no, nothing. You do so not refer to your parents Jillian. as their first name. Well, no, that's a no go on my books. I'm happy to call Mum Ducky and Dad Chicken. Uh, but I would never say, hey, no. Julie, hey, Chris. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either, but I just do it because she doesn't have a nickname. But if you've got a nickname for your parent or guardian, 13, 12, 16, get in touch. We're also going to talk to Lee Jollo, our newsreader, about some happy news on the mid-north coast. Uh, another opening. We talked earlier about um, big businesses and organisations like mm. Cirque du Soleil's closed down. Um, the Queensland borders know. are opening on July 10. Yeah, but there is one place that's reopening on the Mid-North Coast that we're all very, very happy about. So we'll get in touch with uh, Lee Jollo, our news reader, next. A fresh way to get up. Christian Barge on Hit FM. We've got our news reader, Lee Jollo, in the studio with us. Lee, good morning to you. Good morning, everybody. Happy, what day is it? Wednesday. Wednesday. First of July, first day of the month. Actually, while we're on that, I said before, when we're at school, you used to do the, you'd try to be the first person they go pinch and a punch for the oh, first day yeah. of the month. Absolutely. You got to say no returns afterwards. Oh, no returns. That That's was right. it. Yeah. Oh, we used to say like, oh, if you say something before anyone does it to you, they can't do it. Like, I think you say white rabbit or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was something to do with V-dubs as well. What was that? The, the, the minis? Well, I said to Christy oh. before, you know, I got punched every day, so it oh, didn't, really, didn't it. really affect me too much. It didn't matter what day of the month it was, to be honest. Oh. Well, look, well, the day today, though, being the 1st of July, not only is it my mum's birthday, my puppy dog Bella's birthday, today is a good day uh, locally in Port Macquarie because uh, a special special little uh, place is reopening. Absolutely. Not just any little place. It's uh, our big koala place. hospital itself. Um and absolutely, yeah, somewhere that um, we've all been, we all love to go to. And uh, mm-hmm. it's obviously been closed for a little while now mm. because of coronavirus, but uh, it has finally been able to reopen. So it's, it's great news, isn't it? It yeah. is great news. And I, I heard whispers that there's a, a, a new little resident as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, Evans Head Kangleska Wakan, or CW for short, uh, new koala. Oh. CW. CW. I, I love how they... Um, they name them based on where they were yep. uh, found and rescued. Yeah, it's good. You know instantly where they've come from. You've like got that picture of like sort of like a background. Yeah, what might have happened to them yeah. if it was for a bushfire or whatnot. And but, um, and yeah. that's what he he was from, wasn't he? Uh, oh no, he was a motor vehicle accident. Yeah, yeah. He um was hit by a car, sustained life threatening injuries. Um, sadly, he's missing one eye. Um, but of course, uh, the the great people at the Koala Hospital doing what they do. Um, looking after that little guy, and um, we'll be able to go and see him now. Yeah. Mm. Did you ever hear of um, just recently um, Paul, the first koala that was rescued from the koala hospital um, after the bushfires? He only passed away just the other day. Mm. Really? Is yeah. that true? No, Paul, I didn't know the, that. The first um, no, koala that was yeah. rescued from the well, bushfires. They've had a lot of um, a lot of losses. The koala population yeah. on the the mid north coast. So. Um, it's nice to see the hospital back open and um, and doing what they do, and that's to the public, mm-hmm. um, yeah. isn't it? Is that right? Is yeah, that to the public? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. reopen to the public. I think mm. you've got to um, book online though in yeah, order to be able to get into the. Well, there's still be restrictions as there is everywhere, yeah. so you've got to make yeah. sure you're doing the right thing. Absolutely, and, but it, it is a really nice sort of feel good story, especially for. Um, the, the times that we're in, just to see that sort of uh, operation up and running again. It's the first day of the new financial year, Lee Jollo. Oh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, got your tax in? Are you serious? Are you that quick? <laughs> well, some people have, have already claimed. 
Have they? How do you do? I, I, I don't understand. You can do it from midnight. Do, do it from midnight. You can do it. So if, if you look after your own tax, you can do it from midnight. Obviously, oh, I know it's online applications, but it's got still all a lengthy process. And no. whatnot from everything that you've done that's uh, work related, of course. Well, well, my, well, I mean, I'm going to push the limits. We'll go into that a little bit later. But um, Good my, as well, my, yeah. my tax accountant um, is in Melbourne. Actually, he's an arts dealer and valuer. So wow. you know How that's going to benefit what you. He, you know, what he does is he specializes <laughs> in tax returns for people in the entertainment business. And oh. um, I've used him the last couple of years. And my goodness, have I been able to claim some cheeky little very items. Cool. He's, no, he's very good. And it's all by the letter of the law as well. He's very, very good. But yeah. it comes with a price tag. Um, I booked it in for next week already. Yep. So, good to go. Nice. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. Have you flagged the whole, I just bought a patch of land, like literally a patch, a one square foot patch of land I in the Scotland Highlands? I haven't brought that up with him. The lead's looking a bit confused. So yesterday... Oh, you missed this lead. Yesterday. Oh, no, do not play the music. No, no, no. No, no, no I'm not. I'm not. It. I'm not. No, come on. Do you think I would do that to you again? Yes. Do you think I would do that? Look. <laughs> oh. If you missed it yesterday, I announced that I did buy a plot of land... In Scotland, hey. and technically that makes me a lord a or a patch. laird, depending on where you're a patch, from. Lonely. It's like it one matter. square foot. It doesn't like matter. You can't even build on it. Doesn't That's matter. Good. I can. I can build whatever I want on that one square <laughs> um, dog kennel meter of um, you know of land. It's mine. Well done, laddie. It's a great effort. <laughs> you are banned from my plot. In fact, I bad. I ha- what are we gonna do? This is terrible, Lee. You are ruining this for me. <laughs> Christy sounds like a chicken. Please continue. <laughs> What's gone into you, lassie? She's lost it, hasn't she? I've changed my mind. I think you can you can come to my Thank <laughs> you. Can you come to my plot. Is it, is it near North Kilt Town? It's in the Highlands and it's in hey. Glencoe Wood. I'm a lord of Glencoe Wood, and it turns out a lot of other people are too. But um, the interesting thing is, is that unfortunately, um, you and I couldn't stand on that same plot at the same time. Not enough room. You got too big a feet, you so two. So we, we take turns. That, why are you laughing so much? <laughs> I just didn't know you had that skill. Can you take us out, Lee? Can you take us out with some parting with words? The merry jig. <laughs> Don't know. I'm going to be Irish. Can you do? Yeah. Can you do like a you know Christian Bodge sort of sign off? Christian Bodge on Hit FM. Get up with Christian Bodge on the Mid North Coast's Hit. We've been talking this morning about, uh, you know, how long it takes for things to get done around here, right? You yeah. know how long it takes. That, that Lake Cadai, my God, how long was that an issue for? Well, meetings after meetings after yeah. meetings. Even our own mayor, the Port Macquarie Hastings Council well, mayor, was uh, feeling the same way. The, the AK, people... I call her the AK. The what? The ass kicker. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> she is quite the arse, yeah. isn't she? And she? She does join us this morning. That's the only reason you uh, did that to, to kind of like kiss a little shoes, didn't no, you? No, I'm not. <laughs> Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Ask kicker or ask kisser? No, ask kicker. <laughs> how, long, how long have you been um, having to deal with that late cat eye situation? Oh, it's done and dusted now. It was a long, it was a long time, but mm, hey, yeah. the results there. Everyone's loving it. Yeah. I'm loving it. It's great. Good. So we'll move on. Right. Well, we move. Yeah. We we move on. Indeed. There's a couple of juicy <laughs> ones on the agenda tonight. Um, mm. Normally, we don't take too too close a look at the 
the committee and what they vote on. But um, this, this is uh, there's a couple of good ones here, Christy. Well, the, we know the petition that's um, been put forth to have Sir Edmund Barton's statue removed from Port Macquarie's Town Green, and uh, you're mm. you're standing by your own personal choices with that, um, Peter, aren't you? In terms of you don't really want it removed. Um, look, I, it's a strong no for me. Um, I strongly oppose um, the removal of Edmund Barton. And it's not just from a personal perspective as well. I mean, you know, uh, when you're in a leadership role, as myself is as mayor, and the councillors for that matter, yes, we do have personal opinions, but we can't be um, clouded. Our judgment can't be clouded mm. by those because we do represent the community. Now, mm. there is a very small element of the community who has... Um, signed a petition. Mm. Petition states that there's over 4,000 signatures, but not all of them come from our area. Right. Okay. So it's not a true reflection um, for, for how our community feels. I have to say I have been inundated with emails um, asking for the removal of Edmund Barton, but also inundated with emails um, saying, you know, leave Edmund alone. Yeah. Um, and, and look, uh, I've received this morning, very interesting, I've received this morning a an email from a gentleman uh, who had started his own petition about eight oh. days ago, which I'm just aware of now. Um, big shout out to you, Tony um, Tristel. Um, and he says here, history is not there for you to like or dislike. It is there for you to learn from it. And if, if it offends you even better because you're likely... Oh, sorry, you're less likely to repeat it. It's not yours to erase. It belongs to all of us. So, um, could you, you know, could you apply that to what happened in Bristol, though, um, where they had the slave trader statue who was put down as a uh, philanthropist mm. and uh, they ended up uh, dumping him in the water where his boats would come in filled with slaves. Um, I mean, that, that statue was torn down and it's different to Sir Edmund Barton, but... Um, I guess in, in terms of uh, where we're at as, as a people, and I say that collectively like around the world, there's obviously yeah. an opportunity now to look at what we have got around us. That uh, You know, I see a lot of great statues. I think, I've said this before, Christy, mm. Sir Edmund Barton, bloody beautiful looking statue. I want to sit um, down next to him. He looks like a friendly bloke. Probably not quite to scale. But, you know, he's a little bit bigger than I think he was. Yeah. But um, in terms of um, people saying you can't erase the past, um, because it happened. Well, I mean, Hitler was in the past. You wouldn't put a bloody big statue of him up and go, well, yeah, he killed all them Jews, but, you know, part mm. of the history. Interesting. Yeah, interesting, but, um I've, I've been to Germany to the Hitler Museum and it really invokes the rage in you that these atrocities happened in the world. Mm. And, of course, um, in Australia, we, we have had um, atrocities with our um, First Nation people as well and um, they were actually you know, um, moved off off their traditional lands and their traditional way of life. And that, that is a shame, the stolen generation where white man thought it was uh, what was best for our Indigenous people was to remove their babies and mm. have them educated in a Christian, a good Christian way with, with manners. And, you know, as a result of that, that was probably the beginning of the fracturing of the, uh, of the culture for their young. But... Um, that, that aside, um, the, the statue um, actually doesn't represent the racism and, and, and 
you know, these strong feelings that is invoked in everyone at the moment. The statue was a gift to our community. Mm. Um, we can't lose sight of why it's there and why we have it. So almost 20 years ago, three businesses and a federal grant paid for that bronze statue mm. and it was a celebration of the centenary of Federation. Yeah. So that's what it represents. It is a piece of public art. It's a gift to the people of the Port Macquarie Hastings region. It isn't a display of outdated racial ignorance. Um, and, you know, basically the constitution by which as Australians we live by is one of the most powerful documents that we have and it actually brought our states together so otherwise we would have been these little fractured colonies so we became a nation of our own rather than a British colony so there's a lot of power in that um, and you know from that comes our laws and our legislations and and um, you know just basically the way we live I have spoken with um, elders from uh, the Aboriginal Land Council and I know that the elders here want to work, uh, want to walk in solidarity. Mm. They want to walk together. I mean, if we're to remove this statue, my fear is that the the um, the fracturing and the divisiveness it will cause in our community um, will be really hard to heal from. Mm. I think that we need to tell both sides of the story. We need to tell the truth. We need to tell what actually happened to our Indigenous um, community here. Um, it is 2020. It's not the 1900s. So those things took place back then and we need to start telling those stories. And I think there needs to be a balance, a real balance of representation in our community about... Um, about our our culture. Now that's 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 all good, and we're not. This is, we're here to have the conversation, mm. all right. And and we would never we would never suggest that one thing or the other happens. I mean, no. we we are um, open to the dialogue from both sides, and yep. we've had uh, Arlene on as well, and we heard her out, and we've got you on, and we hear you out, and. Um, from what we've seen online, and we put the question out on the thumbs up, thumbs down. God love that page. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks for the clicks, guys. Thanks yeah. for the clicks. Um, yeah, there I don't are care many no, opinions. Look, a lot of people said they wanted it to stay there. Yeah. The, I think the only see, and this is Arlene's thing. She didn't want it destroyed. She no. just wanted it moved a little bit so that it wasn't where it was. Um, now, when you said um, that three businesses got involved in the in the, the beginning process of it, I'm going to ask you a question because uh, I have I've only been here about four or five years. What, whoever did it, right? Did they have something to do with the beach house at all? Um, there's uh, uh, Brian Tierney. Right. Um, he actually was one of the business people that donated. Because um, it's perfectly like I've I've sat there before and I've looked at every photo and I go, "Geez, the beach house on Tower Green just looks so perfect right by." I don't know if it was by design or not. But it's I a just, beautiful building. I think it it's more great, to celebrate it's the building versus building. the actual businesses. But um, it's just where Sir Edmund is. It's like you just get it mm. perfect in the background. Mm. But it's one of those things. It's one of these topics that obviously has been brought up because um, everything's going on in the world. Yeah. We don't like to be political, Christy. We don't like it. <laughs> no, but it, it is a conversation that we're having and the, why we're discussing it now with the Mayor is because the petition will be included in, in your council's agenda today. Um, just quickly before we let you go, Peter, um, we, we heard that the great-granddaughter, Ann Barton, uh, she is, is supporting uh, the fact that it, the statue maybe should be removed oh, and, wow. and put elsewhere. 
Um, she has been quoted to say that uh, and that it would not change the contribution he made to Australia if it was moved. Do you take that um, quote from her into consideration tonight? Look, um, she's right. Uh, wherever a statue of Edmund Barton is, it doesn't change um, the contribution he made as an individual to our country. Um, but... You know, where he sits at the moment, let's not forget that we are a tourist destination and tourists um, have their photo taken with him every day, day trippers. Mm -hmm. Children climb on him, um, you know, birds probably fly over him and do you know what. And, um, Late night no. after a, a kebab, after a few drinks, I've seen <laughs> hey. a, I've seen a couple of things happen. He has been, he yeah, wears he, a lot of clothing. he's been through a lot. <laughs> He's, he's seen it all, really, hasn't he, <laughs> over 20 years, nearly. Mm -hmm. So, look, um, you know, it's a bit like the Brit Britney Houston thing, uh, Britney Houston, about the Britney thing um, where, you know, it was leave Britney alone. Well, leave Edmund <laughs> alone. Let's, Are you not going to cry in a alone. video, though, and like, have your mascara running? <laughs> I am. Well, well, if council will vote to remove him, I may have to. Oh, they get, well, do, you think it, do you think it's possible that that will happen or does it? do you feel like everyone will be on, on side with what, how you're thinking? Look, um, I'll, I'll tell you what the best thing to do would be. Um, for everyone who passionate about this uh, issue, um, come on to Council's website tonight. We're webcasting mm. from 5.30, so mm. put the recliner back. Get yourself some popcorn and uh, watch the d democracy of council unfold. And watch Peter Pence and the mayor uh, cry with, leave Edmund alone! Yeah, well, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I've got one other thing just to bring up, and I, I probably shouldn't do this, Peter, but I'm going to do it anyway. Look, oh, God. Yes, no, shut up, Chrissy. Yesterday I announced that I um, became a lord. Not even in our local shut area. Shut up. I bought some land. Finally, I'm on the property ladder, so to speak. It's international land. It's in Scotland. And um, technically, where I bought the land, I, I'm considered a lord. So I'm taking that here. Um, lord Botch? Well, starting a brand new culture, even. And uh, I'm just wondering before, obviously, Brexit's going on at the moment. As soon as that's dealt with, I think Scotland are looking to, to, um, to leave Great Britain. And then I'm looking to secede with my land from Scotland itself. I just want to know that if that does go ahead... Um, would there be uh, would there be any severed ties between the Port Macquarie Hastings region and my homeland <laughs> in Scotland, my new homeland? Well, uh, I could say no, and I do have a quay, which is the cup of friendship, mm, and I yeah. could pour you a wee whiskey, and we could <laughs> share your lordship um, uh, together. I do, in that, I do like in having a drink with you, Peter. I do like having a drink. You've got the mayor's blessing. What, it, well, see, this is the thing. I mean, it's only one square foot of, um, of land, but that doesn't matter. It's not the size of your land, Bodge. It's how you lord over it. Well, yeah, I'm going to lord the crap over it. Don't you worry about that. Look, oh. Peter, thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate You're your time. You're welcome. Have a great day, everyone. Thank All you. good. Hit FM with Christian Barge. A fresh way to get up on your radio. Bella's first birthday, your puppuccino. Um, you have a lot of people sending you ideas to make the day special. A lot of really good ideas as well. There's some ripper ones in there and, and going quite creative when it comes to, to birthday gifts or birthday treats. And I was really sort of uninitiated when it came to what you could give your dog to eat. And um, Emily in Port Macquarie was the one that came up with something that caught my eye because you know when you see kids' little cupcakes and they shape it into the, the number? Yes, yes, yes. So yes, like yes. a three or whatever. Yeah. So what she's done 
is she said you make turkey meatballs with mm. pumpkin, pumpkin puree on the top. So then it looks like little cupcakes. And I've done that in the shape of a one. But the, what sold it to me, Bodge, was that she said if you serve them warm to your dog for their birthday, you then as humans can eat them because they're just, they're just turkey meatballs with pumpkin puree on top. So you can share a meal with yeah. your dog. So I gave it to Bella last night. She absolutely loved it. Loved it to bits. I ate some, checked it on Michael, and was like, it's worthy of humans to eat. So I brought you two because you, you did say, hey, if you're going to make the meatballs, can you please bring me some in? So I'm really eager to try them. And I'm like, well, yeah. they're decent. So I've just well, eaten Now that one. I've looked at them, though. Now oh, they I've... don't look appealing. No. <laughs> but they look like little cupcakes. They're very cute. I'll put a they... photo up on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you want me to try it now, I assume. I want you to try it to see if it's okay. actually worthy of having for humans. What's your thought? You piece of work. You Sorry, what's wrong? You don't think I know what wasabi is? <laughs> you did not react the way I thought you would. Um, look, Emily, thank you for inspiring me with your uh, your food oh. idea. There's nothing wrong with your recipe. It was just simple oh. turkey meatballs with pumpkin puree on top. For Bella, oh. myself and my partner Michael, but I'm gonna for Bodge, mess you up. But for Bodge, I'm going me- um, to mess you up for this. Hey? I had to get my sweet you... revenge. No, don't you dare. I had to get my sweet revenge on all the things that you do for me. Uh, and sweet revenge being hot English mustard inside is that what that is? turkey meatballs. Is that what that is? I thought that that was wasabi. You know what? I this whole time thought you would have spat it out all over the mic. No. Chucked a little tanty and no. you held your cool. You know what's funny though? Oh. I had to test it out on Michael last night first just to see if I got the right quantity. He went ballistic. Really? He was more of a drama mm. queen than you were just then, so no, you no, can no, clearly no. handle your hot stuff. Yeah. I'm just thinking about what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> All the Take another bite. Just do it. Hot English mustard. All right. You see that? I'm going to eat the lot. I'm going to eat the whole thing. You know how long that took me to make? I had to make little turkey meatballs. Shove a little um, syringe in there that was filled with hot English mustard and squeezed it in there. And the reason I chose hot English mustard was, one, because it's Mm. it's hot and you can barely deal with it and you think it's wasabi. The other is because it's Uh. yellow and with the pumpkin puree on top, (laughs) it kind of masked it. (laughs) Stop it. He's done. (laughs) Good prank. Hang on, I've got to run across the other side. That's what you get, Bodge, for treating me the way you do. Hot English mustard works a treat. Get up with Christian Bodge on the Mid-North Coast's hit. Now, uh, we've got Ashley in here. Ashley is the, the food tester. Like, she's the official voice on what is good food-wise. Are you not Ashley? <laughs> I like food, but I don't know if I'm like an official critic. Well, that, well no, you are you, official critic. In our eyes, you are, and often you're <laughs> the one that kind of uh, determines whether or not Bodge is right or mm. I'm right when it comes to food. And I spent hours yesterday making these beautiful little turkey meatballs with pumpkin puree on tops and in little cupcake patties for Bella's birthday today, my puppy dog. And the best part about this idea that um, Emily, one of our listeners, gave me to, to give Bella today yeah. is that humans can eat them. I was so going to say, you... am I trying dog food? No, no, no. No, <laughs> no you're not, you're not trying, trying dog, dog food. food. This is actual human food. So th- 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 I'm going to stop Christy there. I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you, mate, but Christy told me before you, before you eat it, I've tried it and I didn't like it. It's turkey meatball, but um, the filling, right, 
is right in the centre. So I bit the first part and I couldn't taste too much. Okay. But once I got in there, I was like, yeah, it's there, but it's just not enough. Mm. So we need a third person. <laughs> Christy thinks they're amazing because she cooked them. I think they're terrible because she cooked them. It's a great we recipe. Ne- well, Easy you recipe say too. that. You say that. Is it just like turkey and pumpkin? Yeah. yeah literally. Yeah. Oh. I don't understand what will be wrong just, with it. Just, There's not who's the, well, We I'm need just, to see if it's okay. good enough for All Bella right. to eat the puppy dog. She wants the special <laughs> treats, right? And if, if it's, it's good, good for humans, Ashley, it's, it's good, good enough for dogs. the dog. All right. Come on, Ashley. Have oh a go. Oh, my God. Okay. Tell us your this official... Is so mess- First of all, don't like how messy it is. I'm Doesn't not a matter. dog, so we'll, I don't appreciate yeah. the messiness. We'll clean it up after. Oh my God, it's all okay. good. Hold on. Mm. Big bite. Thoughts? Um, Sorry about the ASMR. I've been chewing into the microphone. Um... Like, it's fine. It's turkey and pumpkin. Yeah, but, like, it, it's just fine, though, right? I feel like you just didn't I mean, get enough. Keep did you get any of the, Did you get any of the inside stuff, The though, nice gooey the stuff. The stuff that was only right in the centre because it didn't spread out properly. Just take a well, big I bite. Well, I ate, like, half of the meatball and I just got turkey mince and See what I mean? Like, pumpkin. it's not spread inside properly. No, what's supposed to be bite? in there? Well, More there's... of the goo in there. Just yeah. eat it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, that I didn't hit that part. Well, okay, we'll can do you, that. Can you go for that, please? Because otherwise it's not a proper test. <laughs> Is that mustard? <laughs> if that's mustard, like, I like mustard, but it, <laughs> oh, just, it doesn't go with pumpkin. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Wait, like, wait for ugh. it. Ugh, no, I don't like it. Yeah, I have my I'm head sorry. under a tap. Actually, it's not meant to have mustard in there. I tried to pull one over on Bodge. Oh, I like hot food, so like oh. I'm fine with mustard, but it does not go with pumpkin. So, be- wait, so Bella's not sorry. getting that. No, mine doesn't even have it. If you ate mine oh. that I've got over here, it doesn't have hot mustard in it. Ugh. I just did a special one for you. Oh. To get my sweet revenge on you. So I was like, I'm ironic, so I like hot food. <laughs> yeah. I liked it Why too. Why would I no, give it was a good. dog hot English mustard? Yeah, no, I thought, well. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. That was just a special treat for you, Bodge, just to show how much I care about you. Yeah. Did you do this to Michael as well? Oh, yeah, he copped it last night and had really? he flipped out. What, what was you. his reaction? <laughs> He spat it all over the kitchen and threw the cupcake at me or turkey meatball and said, you can bloody clean that up. Good. <laughs> That's the worst. Right, out of 10, Ashley. Oh, without the mustard, probably like a four. With okay. the mustard, it's like one and a half. There we go. <laughs> Get up with Christy and Bodge on the Mid-North Coast Hit FM. Are you happy with yourself, Christy, after this morning? You made those little meatball um, things for Bella's first birthday, your little dog, and it's it was a good thing that um, you did. Obviously, it's people food as well as dog food, which yeah. means you can eat together. Pupcakes, and which then, they essentially look like. They yeah. look like little pupcakes with yeah. pumpkin puree on top of the icing and meatballs, turkey meatballs. And then you brought some in. I thought, oh, isn't this nice? I haven't had breakfast yet. You're going to heat them up. You were so excited. When you're like, so what is excited. this that you're making? I'm like, they're so yummy. Anyone, Bella loves them. I love them. Yeah. Anyone that brings me in meatballs instantly mm-hmm. has my heart. And I was like, this is great. She's bringing me meatballs. Take a bite out of it. I'm like, oh, it's, it's wasabi or something. And then, because um, it had the same burn. And yeah. I was like, that's okay. I can take this. And I thought, that's not too bad. I'm going to eat more just to stick it to her and <laughs> shove it in her face and let her know that she's her prank has not worked. <laughs> but it did work, didn't it? There was the more end? inside. And Hot. then it shot straight up my nose. I had to go out and get some water. Hot English muscle. Your 
partner Michael had a very similar experience last night when you pulled the prank on him. So well, we he get, was my my test dummy. Yeah, for you. I'm another dummy. And then um, we got Ashley in from the office, and that backfired spectacularly. I was trying to pull food. one over her to get some pride back, and she ended up loving it. <laughs> so now I don't know what's up anymore. You know what? It must just be a man thing. Maybe you no. guys just couldn't couldn't cope with a hot English mustard. No, I don't know. Ashley Look, was fine. On the topic of meatballs, though, right, um, last night we celebrated um, – my housemate Josh, right? It's his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Josh. Yeah, well, it's actually next week, but we did it last <laughs> night. And um, his partner's brother, who's a fantastic cook, yeah, um, fantastic cook, made a croque and bouche. No. You know those things you see on MasterChef yes, with the, the profiteroles? Yeah, elaborate things that yeah. spend hours making, and they're, they're so delicate. But he made a better version. I've never seen this done before, ever. What, better than profiteroles? Yeah, he profiteroles. used... He used Ikea meatballs, <laughs> which meant driving all the way to Sydney. No. All the way down to Sydney and back just to get a couple of kilos of these delicious and very, very sought-after meatballs. In fact, in in terms of how much they are desired by people that can't get to them, um, I think they outrank Krispy Kremes. Ooh. Krispy Kremes, whenever you go to an airport, somebody, can you get me some Krispy Kremes? Yeah. But if you've ever had IKEA meatballs, you know what I'm talking about when I say they are the absolute yeah. gold standard. Yeah, they are. Um, it's funny you say that. Uh, Michael brought back uh, two dozen of uh, Krispy Kremes the other day, but mm. he was near an IKEA, but he didn't go in to get Should've IKEA done. meatballs. But every time I go in there, it's the same thing. You have to get the Swedish meatballs. They're like yeah. two dollars. Yeah, and big They're bags, the best buys. big bags, and then they've also got the um, the special the jam stuff that goes with it. You know, oh. like the cranberry sauce yes. sort of stuff. When you're in anywhere in a big smoke city uh, mm, mm. and you've got an Ikea, you have to go and purchase and they're Swedish meatballs like two bucks. Yeah, and uh, Kelly just uh, messaged us then and we've got her on the line about um, apparently there's a recipe that's been released. No. Kelly, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. How are you going? Hey, doing really well, mate. Good. How are you you're, doing? You're kidding me. There's a recipe. Well, I saw it and I thought, never tried them. going to save it because everyone raves about them. But you've never tried them? No, I've never been to Ikea. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's, that's where you've got to be careful, though, because um, if you're married, apparently it can ruin your uh, well, relationship, any relationship when you buy anything yeah. from Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they call it the Ikea challenge. And, and in putting a flat pack together yeah. is one of the most challenging things you can do in a relationship. So it, it we really We actually is. are really good at it. Or what flat pack? Wow, there you go. Yeah, flat pack. Yeah. <laughs> so, h- how many times have you have you uh, done it? Have you done it multiple times? Just the once you got it over and done with? Thought, yep, we passed that test. No, multiple times. Right. Look at that. See, they, they probably but, work as a team. The, the thing is, though, is Kelly sent us in um, the recipe itself. We now have the power, Christy, to try and replicate. Oh, to try IKEA's and replicate meatballs. the famous IKEA meatballs. Now, I thought they were turkey. What? Well, they were turkey meatballs. No, like they're mints, aren't they? Well, they're, well, we've got here, and Kelly, you've got some of this as well. Yes. It's 500 grams of beef mince and then 250 of pork. Yes. Really? I can't believe it. Yeah. Okay, what else goes in it, though, Kelly? Uh, hang on, I'd have to look at my phone. Oh, that's okay. Oh, well, I can read it. I've got it here. You don't have to do that. You don't have to oh, do that. But you. one clove of garlic, onion, uh, breadcrumbs, egg. I mean, it's all the standard stuff, but it's the sauce that makes it. Yes, and that's there as well. Yeah, so there's like um, there's a heap of like beef stock, double cream, Dijon mustard, <laughs> soy Dijon sauce. Dijon mustard's in there. Yeah, well, Christy. Not hot English mustard. Yeah, Christy stitched me up with that this morning. It was terrible. I don't know if you heard that, Kelly, but. I did. I was laughing. <laughs> yeah, well, 
my nasal passages. Especially because she also did to Michael, so that just makes makes it even funnier. Oh, well, there you see. Yeah. Well, yeah. she's taken a video of that and of my reaction, which I wasn't expecting either, so that'll be on Facebook probably and all your other little socials, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it is. So, hey, Kelly, uh, next time you make uh, your man uh, some meatballs, just a uh, hot tip, put some hot English mustard in there. Hot tip. Because <laughs> he doesn't handle heat at all. <laughs> no, well, there we go. All right, Kelly, thank you for the tip on that. We're going to try, I think, this, um, try and make some of these, these, Ikea, meatballs. these Ikea meatballs, and then we'll match them up against the original and see which one's better. No, I'm actually happy to make them because I don't want to have to drive all the way to Sydney just to buy no, them. No, no, that's okay. And I think um, maybe, Kelly, you could be the official taste tester if you wish. Oh, I do like meatballs. All right. Well, you've never had an Ikea one, so why don't we sort no. that out? Sounds good. All right. All right. Nice one. Thanks, we'll be Kelly. in touch. Thank you, Kelly. Have a great day. You too, bye. All right. I'm, I'm, we're going to make this our mission, Christy. We need to see whether or not we can replicate or even build on the famous IKEA meatballs because they go for about two bucks a pop, you said. Yeah. I don't even look at how much because I expect it all to be a dollar or whatever. No, we're going to make it care. much cheaper and they're going to be much better than the IKEA ones. I'm yeah, sure this of it. is true. If you want more of Christy and Budge, catch up on the podcast at hit.com.au or hear them live weekday mornings from six on the Mid North Coast's Hit FM.